Well, greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Extra Point podcast for today, Tuesday, December 1st. And uh, my name's Todd, one of the pastors at First Family. And the point of the Extra Point podcast is to bring some extra insight, some bonus material uh, to the message, the text that we taught from on the previous Sunday. And as you know, we are looking at Ephesians 1 on our Sundays. And this past Sunday, of course, we looked at um, Ephesians 1, 7 through 9 and the concept, the doctrine of redemption in Christ. And of course, redemption in Christ and redemption as a whole is a very New Testament doctrine and word, but it has um, pictures in the Old Testament. We said Sunday, of course, it's illustrated in the old, personified in the new. Uh, and we mentioned some ways in which that happened. One that we did not mention that I want to take some time on this podcast to extrapolate with you is how redemption is seen in the concept of the kinsman redeemer talked about in Leviticus 27, Leviticus 25. It was part of the Pentateuch of the law. Um, but in, in plain terms, the kinsman redeemer the, is, is that a near male relative which would act on behalf of uh, their family member to pay the price to release them from debt. And we know that's what redemption is by definition. It's the payment of a price that releases someone uh, from debt and what they owe. And so in the Old Testament, a kinsman redeemer was a near male relative, which then would act on behalf of someone in their family in debt, unable to uh, secure their release, and this kinsman redeemer would act on their behalf. Um, It often was used as a way to help widows. And that's what we see in the book of Ruth, in which Ruth uh, was in a situation where she needed uh, release from from debt, um, security. She needed a way to provide for herself and um, her lineage going forward, so to speak. Um, Naomi did as well. Uh, This was the situation during the famine in the city of Bethlehem. And so Boaz steps forward, and we find this story for us in the book of Ruth, which follows the book of Judges in the Old Testament, just four chapters. And we find this story in that book, especially chapter 4, in which Boaz steps forward to be Ruth's kinsman redeemer. And of course, he was a near male relative by marriage because Ruth was a Moabitess. She was not even a Jew. Uh, Here Boaz was as a Jew redeeming or or obtaining her release, providing for her security um, by the payment of a price, and, and, and of which she, she couldn't afford it, so he stepped up and took care of it. Interestingly, as you read the book of Ruth, you realize that when Boaz was aware that he was her kinsman redeemer, he knew there was a closer male relative, and so he had to go and talk to this individual. They did not want to uh, accept this opportunity, responsibility, uh, privilege, whatever you want to use there as far as words go. And so Boaz graciously accepted it, and he became Ruth's kinsman redeemer and provided the um, payment necessary to secure her. Um, She became his wife, according to the book of Ruth, chapter 4. And um, they had a child. That child was Obed who was actually David's grandfather, King David, who is the, um, you know, we would say a a beautiful type of Christ. He sat on the throne, Israel's greatest human earthly king, 
and it's his throne that Christ will occupy later. Uh, Christ is referred to as the son of David. And so it's very interesting that you have this beautiful picture of redemption in the book of Ruth um, that I think is just a, a, a horizontal, um, um, we'll call it illustration, a type, we'll say, of the ultimate kinsman redeemer who is Jesus Christ. Now, a couple of ways in which we see Christ acting in the ultimate, most fulfilling way as our kinsman redeemer spiritually. First of all, we see that, that just as Boaz acted on behalf of Ruth, who was really not um, uh, within his own ethnicity or, or race, if you want to use that word. You know, Ruth was a Moabitess. She was brought in from the outside. And yet, uh, Boaz acted on her behalf. And that's really what Jesus Christ does for us. We are sinners uh, at war with God in our depraved, natural, unregenerate state. And yet, God, through Christ, acts on our behalf. And Christ becomes our kinsman redeemer, bringing those who are far from God near to God. And so it's a beautiful picture of that. Also, I think what I th uh, is even perhaps more meaningful, at least to me, is that in the kinsman redeemer, we really see a, a beautiful picture of the incarnation and Christ's humanity. Let me explain a little bit about this. You know, the kinsman redeemer had to be a near male relative. And so it had to be someone um, within that family, so to speak, or, or like them in that sense. Um, and so Christ, as God, had to take on flesh to be, and we'll use this phrase again, to be our near male relative. He had to be like us. And, and yet Christ, as we said Sunday, wasn't like us. In one sense, he was holy in nature. He was divine, 100% sinless, and yet he was like us in every way, Hebrews says. He was 100% man, 100% God. Theologically, this is known as the hypostatic union. It's two natures in one. And so when Christ took on flesh at the incarnation, which is what we'll be celebrating in 24 days, correct, and be anticipating that all month long, when Christ came, and took on flesh. He became a man, Philippians 2. It, it was his way of becoming our kinsman redeemer. He became our near male relative, so to speak. He became like us so that he could be not only our high priest, sympathetic with us in every way, Hebrews says, but also he could be the offering. So he was the high priest as the offerer, and he was the lamb as the offering. And you could say then he was our kinsman redeemer. He was like us, and yet because Christ was God, he was able to redeem us by paying the price and then as God accepting that price, presenting that to God the Father. It's just a beautiful picture that, that Christ uh, took on flesh in the incarnation so that he could be one of us and die in our place. Um, and so Ruth provides for us a, another picture of redemption in the Old Testament of what it looks like for someone to step in and pay the price for another's release. And that's what Jesus Christ did for us in his humanity. He became one of us, stepped in for us, was our substitute, and in his uh, penal substitutionary atonement was the offering that was eternally sufficient for God to look at us now uh, with grace and mercy and provide through Christ's redemption eternal 
forgiveness. Well, I hope that additional picture of redemption has been helpful today. Again, it's a concept, a doctrine explained and taught in the New Testament, but also beautifully illustrated throughout the Old Testament. This is just one of those, and I hope it's benefited you today, edified you, and helped you in your spiritual growth. I'll see you next week on the Extra Point Podcast. Hope you have a great day and a good start to the Christmas Advent season.